We'll continue the book of Shofetim, chapter 17, verse, what is it, 7? Uh, yeah, yeah, verse 7. So we started the story of Micha, and basically it's an ironic story, it's an interesting story, because Micha, he steals from his mother, problem one. His mother curses whoever stole it, not necessarily a problem, but it's interesting. He comes back <coughs> and tells her, it is I who stole your silver, so here is it. And she says, you are blessed to God, kind of undoing her curse, and I want to donate this to God. Sounds good, until the form of her donation is in making a Pesalu Masecha, which is the exact words used in the Isur of the Torah, whatever in the Ten Commandments. So, again, very, very weird, um, but that's how she wants to show her devotion to God. She then pays him 200 silver coins to go give it to the, to the guy, to the smith, to take this uh, money and to turn it into a Pesel Masicha, into a molten image. And they do that. And that is sign, the fact that Bnei Israel are doing such Abu Dazara and don't even realize it. And they think they're serving God. Big problem, by the way. If you're doing Abu Dazara and you think you're serving God, not a good thing. Because then there's nobody, no, nobody's going to change. There was no leadership in Israel to correct the path of Bnei Israel. That's the sixth pasuk. Pasuk seven. By he na'ar There was a young lad, a young person, from Bet Lechem Yehuda. Uh, there were two Bet Lechems, one in one in Ephraim and one in Yehuda. So the Bet Lechem of Yehuda. He was from Yehuda, but he was a Levi and he lived in Yehuda. Meaning, meaning, um, there are different opinions on on if he was partially Yehuda or he was full Levi, just lived in Yehuda. But the verse seems to, I don't know, the verse seems to say that he was from the family of Yehuda, which must mean like his mother or something. Or he had one, one parent who was from Yehuda, but he was a Levi and he lived in Yehuda. Okay? But then the man, the Levi, he left the city from Bethlehem uh, Yehuda. He left that city to go <laughs> find a place to live wherever he wanted to. And he came to the mountain of Ephraim, to the house of Micha, to, what is La Sotarko mean? To make his way. What, is it like a pit stop? No, to make your way is I want to start over. He okay, wants so a to, new to beginning. Do, to do his thing or something. Okay. Um, he, won, he, won, he went to Beit Micha for whatever reason. Okay. Micha says, him, where are you from? He says, I'm a Levi from the house of Yehuda. From Beit Lechem Yehuda, sorry. And I'm going to find a place to live wherever I find. And then Micha says, him, dwell with me and be for me a father figure and a Kohen meaning not Avez not my father but more like a like a leader in my, in my thing be, like, be a priest in my shrine I'll give you 10 silver pieces a year and value of clothing and whatever you need for clothing and whatever you need for food and the Levi went and he joined and the Levi desired uh, dwelling with the man, he stayed there, he stuck around. But yeah, and this young lad who will only know his name at the very end of the story, he became like one of Micha's sons. 
and and Micha invested him with the powers of the Levi. Uh, he invested this Levi with power, or with the you know with this role, and the Levi became for him this young lad became for him a kohen. But he bevet Micha, and he was in the house of Micha. Pasuk thirteen. And Micha said, "Now I know that God will do good for me." Because the Levi has become for me a Kohen. So the second half of the story. First part was Micha and his mom making the, the shrine. At first Micha, his own son was leading the shrine. He became the Kohen. But then, all of a sudden, a Levi joins. Now he's like, where are you from? He's a Levi. He's like, wow, you're a Levi. In Micha's mind, that lends credibility to his shrine. So he's like, this is great. Now I have an actual Levi that's going to lead my shrine, which is perfect. Because at the end of the day, again, these people are very syncretistic. They are like mixing Judaism with Abu Dazara. Yeah. So it's perfect for them. So that's what Micha is thinking. Now the Levi is also interesting. Because the whole purpose of the Levim living in the cities and getting Maaser is so that they should not, they should be focused on the, on the service of God and not get carried away with luxury. Yeah, so but then the Levi seems to be giving in because he's so excited to be honored and being given all these luxuries. So that goes against what you would think about a Levi, right? It says, um, Malbim notes that at first the Levi agreed only to become part of Micha's household. But once he tasted glory and income, he, became, he began functioning as a priest as well. Right. So that's bad. I mean, that's the opposite of what Levi is supposed to do. Yeah. So not only is the Levi doing Abu Dazara when he should be teaching people the Torah, he's doing it in the pursuit of, of wealth, yeah. which is the Levi purposefully does not own any land, so he does not have wealth. Yeah. Okay, so everything is wrong. Everything is backwards in this okay. story. In those days, there was no king in Israel. It's the second time that was said, that is said. And in those days, the Dani people, people from Dan wanted a place to live. Where they did not until that day have a portion in Bnei Israel. Now, uh, why did we say there was no king in Israel the first time? Because of the way Michal and his mom were behaving. Right? We said this very clearly there was no leadership here. Now, the point of saying that there's no leadership is to point out that Dan is now, they're going to be conquering or they're going to go to pursue land on their own. And there's no centralized leadership helping them. Nobody's telling them, hey, what are you doing? This yeah, nobody's right. telling them not to conquer. Or yeah. Nobody's telling them how to conquer. They're, they're doing it on their own. So the people of Dan, who are dwelling in Zorah and Eshtaol, um, they send from their, from their leadership They send men of valor They send five people To do To, to, to spy out the land Now the Is to check for military purposes Latur is to check To see if the bounty is good Right To explore is Latur To check for military You know Reconnaissance That's Liragel So they sent them on this Reconnaissance mission To To uh, This place called Laish Yeah and on the way, the five people, and they tell the five people to go, and those five people, they go towards Laish, and in Yoshua it's called Lesham. They, uh, 
they they make a pit stop at the house of Micha. So while they're in the house of Micha, they recognize the voice of the Levi. Now where do they recognize it from? I don't know if it means they actually recognize it or they knew it, or just that they heard the voice and like, hey, this sounds like a Levi singing. This sounds like maybe they would have gone to the Beit Mikdash and heard something similar. It's like, oh, we recognize this, this sound, you know. So they turned and they said to him, who brought you here? And what are you doing here? And, why, and what do you have to do here? They weren't used to seeing Levim all the way up in random places. This is a, that's why Michal was probably so excited. Wow, what is a chut? I have an actual Levi who knows the songs that they sing in the Vedic Gosh, you could sing them in my shrine? That's amazing. Who else has that? So Michal is like, uh, that's why Michal is excited. And that's why the people of Don are so surprised. He says, okay, yeah, this and this Michal did for me. <coughs> And he hired me, and I've become a Kohen for him. Shouldn't that, shouldn't that have raised the red flag? The Michal did such and such for me, he hired me, and I became a priest for him. Mm. It's, like, it's definitely red flag in the Levi's thinking. No, no, also with Don. Because they know these things. They're not... When they're yeah, initially think, doing think, the conquest, you think Don cares? Why would they ask, please inquire to God? Literally the next word. This is, is, this is the point. This is what we're seeing. We're seeing them. Everybody's blending in this story. Everybody's blending Abu in service of God. Okay. It's called syncretism. Very, very common actually in, in antiquity. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but we see it very clearly here. So, so when they ask him, if you're a Kohen, please ask God. Are we going to succeed on the path on our reconnaissance mission? He said, Go in peace. The, uh, your, the path you are going is in accordance with the will of God. So, but this, this is where my something clicks. He says, he hired me and I became a priest for him. Doesn't it say that he's a priest of God. He's a priest that was hired for this specific man, Micha. But then they ask him about God. Okay, so what's the problem? He's not, this guy specifically saying, I'm not a priest for God. I'm a priest for this man who is giving me money to be a priest for him. I mean, yeah, but a priest is to, to handle interactions with Pari Olam, meaning to, to serve God in my shrine. Yeah, because you're a holy man. None of them it's very similar paid. to what people like do today with rabbis, that they go and they get blessings from rabbis. Like, yeah, but these people... Not that it's a bad thing to get a blessing from a rabbi, but... But, um, but these people key. weren't supposed to get paid. It's, it's very known that they weren't supposed to get paid. Saying, he is paying me to do this for him. Do you, do you understand where my point is? It's common knowledge, at, at least back then, it's common knowledge. Ladies don't make money. Okay, and then what? And then, then he's I, saying, I'm getting paid to do this guy's bidding. I'm getting so hired for this guy, from this guy. 
Uh, you, oh, and you're saying they should have seen through it and seen, okay, this yeah. guy clearly has no... Why are we asking this guy to talk to God? He's getting paid to do this business, a charlatan. Right, but you know what? The second somebody's invested with the... With the first of all, the fact that he's from the tribe of the V, maybe people have more respect for him. But the, once you're invested with that, the duties of the Kohen, people like, for example, a common idea in the Catholic Church is the infallibility of the, of the Pope. Apparently, that's a big What the hell does that mean? Pope can't do anything wrong? Apparently, the Pope, whatever, when the Pope makes like an official announcement, it's, it, it means it's necessarily infallible, meaning he's not wrong. He's never wrong. Now, the question is, how can the guy yesterday was a normal cardinal, yeah. and then the now next day, he becomes, he's never wrong, because he's Pope. So yeah. it seems that people have this impression that like, whenever you have, you're invested with the title, all of a sudden, you're, you're going to know more, you're going to be able to give me blessings and whatever, tell my future. Okay, so it's very primitive thinking. Yeah. And I think that's one of the main points here. Okay, The five people come to go to Laisha. They see the people are dwelling peacefully there. And they're dwelling like the Tzidonim dwell, the Tzidonim are people that live outside Israel. So they're used as an example of people that the Jews have no problem with and that they're, yeah. they're always going to be living in peace with, right? So they were dwelling there peacefully, like the Tzidonim dwelt peacefully, quiet and confident. There was nobody who could embarrass them. There was nobody around. Um, there were, they had small heirs. There was nobody to... There wasn't a big population. They didn't, I actually have strong, have strong heirs. thought about this. Hold on. madam. They were far from the Tzidonim and they had nobody around them. So perfect candidates for being conquered. If they wipe these people out, there's no, there's no survivors. There's nobody to say, hey, these people came and conquered. Nobody would know. How That's reason why it's important that there were no heirs. That there were no heirs and their closest allies were too oh, far oh, away oh, to hell. That's what saying. Because how would they know that something is wrong? Right. Yeah, you literally, perfect, perfect candidate for being conquered. Nobody will know, nobody will come to help, and nobody will ever know that they were even there. You know, they wiped yeah. out of history. So they came back to Surah and Eshta'ol in Dan to their brethren. And their uh, their brethren brother their brethren say to them, uh, how are you? By Maru how do you say Ma'atem by the way? Um what do you say? This what do you what do you say, yeah. Right? Yeah, what do you have to say? And they said, let's go and let's conquer them for we've seen the land and it is good, it is very good. You are remaining still. Don't be lazy to come and to go and to conquer this land. It's an easy conquer. When you come, you'll see you're going to come upon a peaceful people that are living there comfortably with no guard. It's a wide, broad land. For God has given it to you. There's nothing lacking of anything that the land has to offer. Six hundred men from the tribe of Dan went from there, all girded in military vestments. Yeah. They first went to Kiryat Yarim in Yehuda. That's why also Kiryat Yarim is called Machane Dan. Because... Uh, for it is... What? Behold, it is west of Kiryat Yarim. Oh, it is west of Kiryat Yarim. 
Meaning there's a place next to Kiryat Yarim called Machanedan. Why? Because of the 600 men who went and encamped there. Uh, why, why do we have to know that they encamped at Yehuda? Maybe to show that Yehuda's leadership was lacking. Nobody is, nobody is from Yehuda. To, there's nobody no leadership. stopped 600 men carrying right. weapons saying, what are you doing? Them. Right, exactly. Now they go to the other potential leader of Israel, Ephraim. And they go to the house of Micha. Uh, so the, the five people, those five uh, um, uh, mess, uh, what's it called, spies, who had gone to, to check out, to spy out Laish, they speak up and they say to their brethren, By the way, do you know that in this city that we're in, in the house of Micha and whatever city he was in, do you know in this house it's a shrine where there's an ephod, there are there are uh, there is um, icons, there are icons statues and molten image and a molten image. And now you know what to do. So they went and they went to the house of this Levi guy to the house of Micha. Remember the five people, they already know this Levi guy, so they're friendly with him. They already became friends with him. So they tell the 600 to go do their thing, or to come and help them do their thing. They say hi to the Levi, and then they start picking things up. They start stealing things from the house of Micha. Right? The, the ephod, the, <coughs> the statues, the terafim, the masecha, the Kohen, thinking these guys are his friends, they're just like, he's just like standing there watching them. Uh, I don't know what he feels right now, but he's probably not that loyal to Micha either. Okay? Um, and then the 600 people were standing there in a very intimidating way. So even if the Levi wanted to stop them, there are 600 armed men standing there. So nobody's stopping these dumb people. This also shows not only are they doing Abu Dazara, they're doing wanton theft. Yeah. Alright, so another problem. And as these people are coming in and taking all because he told them that God is going to be happy with you and that thing, and they go and they check the land, and it's perfect. They, they asked him, they, they said, Is it better for you to be a priest in the house of one man? Yeah. Right, you want to be in the house of Micha, or you want to be in the house of Dan? Micha is one person, one small guy in Ephraim, yeah. but there's an entire tribe who wants you as the leader Kohen of their tribe. Again, problem of uh, there was no king in Israel. Big problem. Why is one small tribe done establishing a tribal leader, a tribal Kohen for themselves? Big problem. It was good in the, in the heart of the Kohen and he took the ephod, he took the, the, um, he took the tunic, he took the uh, thing, the statues and the carved images, images and whatever, right? And he came amongst them, and they went, and the Levi is like happy to go. The Levi goes to the highest bidder. 
Yeah. That's the problem with this Levi. He's always going to the highest bidder. Yeah. And they went ahead and they went and they put the children and the, the cattle and all the, the heavy items, the wealth in front of them. Yani, two interpretations. Either they were very confident they would conquer Laish with ease so they didn't even care to hide their children and women behind them. Or they were doing this in order to surprise attack the people of Laish. Whatever it is, as they're leaving the house of Micha, the other people in the neighborhood that were with Micha, they gather with Micha, they catch the people of Dan, they call out to Bnei Dan and say, What are you doing? And the people of Dan turn their faces to them and they say, What are you, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you gathering against us? We're walking away. He says, you're asking me why I care? What do you mean? You took everything I had, you took the Kohen, you took everything, and you, and you went. And what do I have left besides for this? So what are you telling me that, I, what do I want? What do you mean, what do I want? You know what I want. And you just told, took my whole livelihood. So the people of Dan said to him, the children of Dan said to him, do not let your voice be heard amongst us. Because there are some upset people here who may strike you. And you and your family may die. So it's a little bit of a passive-aggressive thing right there. Or very, very aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. They went. The people of Dan went on their way. And Micha saw that they were stronger than him. So he went also back home. They took what Micha made. And his Kohen. They come to Laish, to a nation, to a people that's sitting there comfortably and happily. They strike them by the edge of the sword and they burnt the city down, probably in the heat of battle. And there was nobody to save these poor people from Laish, for they had no connection to other people. It was in, a, it was in the valley that's by Bet Rechov. And they built a new city and they dwelt there, people of Dan. They called the city Dan in the name of their tribal name. Asher Yisrael was born to Yaakov Israel. But at first, this name of the city was Laish. The people of Dan they established the the um, this uh, the <coughs> statue. Bihonatan ben Gerishom ben Menashe, who uvanav hayu koanim l'shevet hadani ad yom gelot haaretz. And Adyom Gilota Aritz. Yeah. Until it was exiled. Oh. Right. So at first it was through Shiloh and then Right. And then but anyways, uh, the, the the Kohen's name now we know the Kohen's name was Yonatan, the son of Gerashom, the son of Menashe. Now the Nun is 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 a uh, higher because the Mepharshim tell us it's actually been Moshe. They added the Nun to hide Moshe's identity because it's embarrassing that his grandson was a priest. Also from here we see that this happens very early in the book of Shofetim. Which means the book of Shofetim isn't a chronological book, but it's a book with intent. It's telling us a story to show the downfall of Bnei Israel and how when they lacked leadership, like when they didn't have Yoshua, what happened to the... To it the, happened right away. It happened right away. Now, that's why this book is also an introduction to Shemuel, 
which is the purpose here. And they made, they kept it there all the days that the uh, house of God was in Shiloh. I have a question for you. Why, why is it that it doesn't say we don't have a king till now? Because, yeah, this happened towards the end, but there was so much other bad things that was going on during the oh, I think the point of the book timeline. is the point of the book is to is to slowly, slowly show the deterioration of Israel, but that and then to and from to, the beginning. I know, but the book is trying to order it in a way where you see only the good at the beginning, and then at the end you see the worst. Now it doesn't do that chronologically. It does that by like in terms of how bad it actually was. How bad it actually was. Now it was bad the whole time, but the book is trying to show you yeah. the deterioration. It's a, it's like a it's stylistic. Okay, Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen, amen.